Oh, hello, guys, and happy February 2nd, a very special day, a day that is known to be kind of like a manifesting-like day, because, of course, you know, if you're into numbers, you know, today is technically 2-2, and then 2 of the 21, you know, 2021, so, I mean, I can't wait till it's 2 to 2022, 20, you know, <laughs> that's going to be crazy. But, uh, yeah, it's supposed to be like a manifesting day. So this is a great time to use your time to write out things that you want to manifest and, you know, believe it, you know, keep it in your mind, speak it into existence. Don't say, don't use like passive words like, um, you know, I'm gonna you know, uh, just do I am, you know, like speak it as if you already have it. Uh, That's kind of what I woke up doing this morning um, for my journaling um, was, you know, I, I, I bought these, um, what is it? Affirmation cards. And I don't want to get off subject though, but that's part of what I journal. I, I pull an affirmation card and then I write about basically what it means to me. Like today, Um, my card was, um, the universe, uh, I think the universe loves me deeply. And so I kind of took that as, you know, like everything that I feel in life that I see love in, like, uh, for example, I said, um, you know, I always say, I believe in God, um, God universe, whatever, you know, source, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, I know God loves me deeply. I know that my husband does, my family does. And even I said the earth, um, this is so cute because I'm actually, again, I'm recording my card and, uh, my car and I am, um, at a park and there's a squirrel, like two squirrel or three actually, uh, itching and standing up straight. It's really cute. Anyways, um, yeah, I I was just saying how nature uh, loves me deeply, and I said that in the ways of you know the the fruits and the plants. You know, they they give us they nourish our bodies. You know, the food that the earth has to offer. You know, the trees clean our air, so it's offering my body air. You know, that's that's a form of love. It's keeping me alive. You know, so. I looked at it in all those kind of ways and it felt really good to um, express that. Um, So anyways, uh, I also, once I wrote that down and everything, that's when I started to write about the things I want to manifest this year, um, which is quite a bit. I really want to get my, um, I want to finish my um, nutrition degree or coaching degree rather um, so that I can start uh, coaching. you know, I'm a health coach. I want to start being able to coach people. I also want to, uh, you know, go ahead and take the GRE so that I can get into grad school. Um, and I want to start my own business. Um, I'm also working on trying to make a crystal business, jewelry. You know, I love jewelry. And I want to do a, a special kind of jewelry that involves crystals, that it's unique. Um, I have a lot, guys, a lot, and um, uh, it also requires my health, 
Um, you know, I'm also recording this right before I go to the gym because I just had my breakfast, so I could take my pill. Um, <clears throat> so I just wanted to kind of make sure I did all of this for you guys because, you know, today is a, you know, a special episode uh, for Aquarius um, in pretty much a lot of planets right now. Um, this is like the biggest Aquarius energy that I felt in a long time that any of us has felt. Um, Aquarius is in <clears throat> the sun, Mercury, and we're actually in the middle of a Mercury retrograde. Um, it's in Venus. It is in Jupiter and Saturn, like a lot, a lot of Aquarius energy. And to be honest, I'm not mad at it, you know. I like to use this time um, <clears throat> to do things that, you know, is kind of heightened within, you know, not only the sign Aquarius, but the element air, you know. So air, you know, as we all know, is mental. So with it being more mental, I think the best time to do things here is, you know, because Aquarius is about, you know, making some change and everything and getting shit done as well. And so also, what's also crazy, <laughs> I'm sorry, I go on so many different tangents, because if I think about it, I don't want to forget. So that's why. But anyways, um, my theme for this month, as crazy as it is, is the planet Saturn and the sign Aquarius. So it couldn't have come better at a better time when Aquarius is like, at its all-time high. So basically what I was saying is like, so let's say uh, with it being so airy, you know, this month <clears throat> until Pisces, of course, but this is the time to like, if you're like me and you're trying to get ready for grad school or studying or learning, this is the perfect time. I mean, any any air season, but definitely Aquarius, you know, this is your time to communicate, you know, public speaking, all those kind of things are, you know, with air, the air element, you know, it's very communicative. So if you're going to be doing any of that stuff, now would be the time. So that's why I've really marked out my um, schedule this week. Um, to really do a lot of studying, get further in my um, course, um, to also study for the GRE and everything else, as well as communicating with um, other people that I need to, with my partner, with my loved ones, family, everything. So use this time to start making like plans for even your business. Like that's part of the thing I've been also doing, making plans, you know, figuring out what you're going to do, you know, your, your process of how you're going to get it done and everything. Do it. I mean, it's the best time. So yeah, I'm going to start um mapping out my things that I do in, you know, like in a um astrology season. So I'm going to start doing that stuff, like using certain things that represent each element and sign and do it, you know, during the time that it's in, you know, the sun or wherever so yeah I, I just thought that would be great and um also there's another thing that I, I'm gonna change <clears throat> excuse me my throat's always like cracky so I don't know what it is guys but every time I do an energy read 
something not good happens to me. And it's, to me, it made me really think um, that I'm going to either take a break from it for a long time or not do it anymore. So that was going to be, that's going to pretty much be our last um, energy read. If anything, I'll probably turn it into like our our mantra of the season, because I kid you not, this is the second time that this has happened to me. But every time I do a fucking energy read, I almost feel like either there's something that's trying to possess me and I get and I have like my body reacts with a very, you know, like tight chest, heart beating really fast and hard. Um, very anxious because my, um, it's like an energy that feels not nice. (laughs) Um, it, it just, it's something, I don't know what it is. It just happens because at first I was like, oh no, cause this happened to me last time I did it. But then I was like, oh, maybe it's just me having a bad day or something like that, or an anxiety attack, or I don't know something. But then I did it. I did a reading for myself after the last time I did it for you guys. Kind of had the same thing. And then I was like, is this happening mainly when I have energy reads or what? So then I was like, mm, maybe not. So, you know, third time's a charm. And sure enough, the same thing happens to me. And I, I don't like it. Um, I'm not going to cause myself sick, sickness and possible anything worse. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> It obviously means that I think that I am just a person that is not meant to use those particular tools to um, give, you know, advice for the, you know, the Zodiac season and everything else. I just think that perhaps I should just use my own intuition. Um, Not that I don't use it when I use that, but just be intuitive and practice that way by using it myself and not relying on tools as well as, um, yeah, just doing mantras and stuff because I, I'm not going to play with those anymore. I didn't throw them away. Um, I don't know, is it certain decks or anything, but it's just, it's not happening <laughs> anymore. So I'm sorry if, um, that bothers you guys, but you know, it's, it's for my health, it, for my sanity. Um, I don't like that. I feel like there's a very, um, what is it? What's the word for it? I don't not mal um God, I can't even think of the word I'm having a brain for. But just a very negative kind of energy slash spirit that seems to come around me and not make me feel good. So done with it. But <laughs> I'm still gonna do the numinous astro deck because that's not tarot or oracle cards. Um it's just a, a deck that helps to understand astrology. So I'm going to do that because I noticed I forgot to do it on the wellness. I usually do all those on the wellness episodes, but I'm going to do it today. So I guess before I start um, with what's going on and actually let me repeat (laughs) what I'm doing today. So basically I had promised you guys a special episode of um, what's, you know, all the Aquarius energy. And this is pretty much for 2021. Um, it's from the Astro Twins 2021 horoscopes. Um, 
it lists like, you know, the different re- retrogrades and stuff. Like I'll give you guys those today. Um, the eclipses in 2021. I'll let you guys know those as well. Um, and then I'm going to read the highlight because this is in the highlights portion of this book of what's going to happen in 2021 or, you know, planet wise and sign wise. So it has the highlight of Jupiter and Aquarius and in Pisces. And then um, it's going to go into detail about that. So this is probably going to be quite a long episode. It also has Saturn in Aquarius for a highlight, of course. Um, and what else is there? Because those are gonna, probably going to be the ones that I read. Um, I had mentioned I'm not really a huge um, horoscope person. Like, I mean, I read them, but I feel like, I don't know, it's just more to your chart. Like I said, we have like a whole chart of signs, but you can always, um, I guess, use it in that kind of way. But it has, oh, it has, yeah, power dates for each sign. <gasps> Excuse me. And the Saturn and Aquarius level up your social circle for each sign. So I don't know. Maybe I might do that. Maybe that might be like a special episode. So we can all share um, this. And if you would like to purchase the book, please, uh, please do so. If you don't want to wait for me to do it. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty, um, it looks like a pretty cool book. And I just mainly got it because... Um, yeah, 2021 and the whole Aquarius energy had me very curious about it, you know, because, yeah. But anyways, uh, I'll go ahead and start off with the Numinous Astro deck, and we will read Aquarius and what it's about so that you kind of have a little bit and the journal prompt that you perhaps would like to use uh, during this, but yeah, I hope everyone has just been safe, um, and it's been really nice. Things are opening back up here in Washington, and we actually can dine in now, and I don't have to schedule when to go to the gym. I can go whenever I want. I can work out as long as I want, which is amazing, and it's been nice, and it's been, it's been feeling really good working out, you know, being able to move my body, even though it's limited, you know because uh, of my injury, but I can still do what I need to do in a different kind of way. I don't, I don't want to continue to let that stop me because hashtag health is one of my manifestations. But let's go ahead and say Aquarius, and you guys are called the radical. Keywords, bizarre, independent, conceptual, cerebral, progressive, objective, revolutionary, rebellious, pan- panoptic, unpredictable, cold, <laughs> robotic, disembodied, aloof, and distant. I don't know how many Aquariuses get pissed off when, whenever we're talking about this, like my friends and stuff. And um, it's, you know, they're like, I'm not aloof. But that's why I said that, or, you know, detached. That's why I say that it's really important to know your chart, because not everyone's the same, you know. And um, by the way, also with it being Mercury retrograde, and Aquarius, Aquarius this is one of their gemstones is aquamarines. You you might want to carry that. It's it's a help for the throat chakra, and it helps you communicate. And we all know when retrogrades are around, communication gets discombobulated, misconstrued, all fucked up, and everything else. So yeah, if you like and you're into crystals, carry your lovely aquamarine with you. But it says. <clears throat> 
The future looks as blindly bright as sunbeam as a sunbeam when Aquarius is around. So please slip on these ultraviolet tinted shades. When life in the Capricornian here and now becomes just too painstakingly predictable, along comes an extraterrestrial of the Zodiac and a rocket ship made of stardust, ready to teleport us to a destination as of yet unknown. A mad scientist tinkering with machinations of matter itself, Aquarius is an electrical spark in a spacesuit and a wish upon a star. And everybody is along for the ride. Anything I can do, we can do better, is the Aquarius mantra. No soldier left behind in the march toward a better day. Born to disrupt the status quo. Normality, normality will never cut it for this titanium-winged revolutionary. Allergic to the mundane, each new edge is an irresistible invitation. The RSVP always me plus three. The team that explores together evolves together, says Aquarius. And where we are going, the rules do not apply. Each new Aquarian quest is born from the belief that utopia is a place on Earth. If only we can remove the shackles of what pain, what pains us, the emotional ties that bind us to our suffering, eternally seeking wacky ways to transcend the tragedy of being human, Aquarius can come all off aloof, rationalizing the rainbow of experience from its idiosyncratic orbit. The most cerebral of the air signs, Aquarius prefers to live in its head, escaping life's limitations on a ladder of logic and equations. What Aquarius brings us back is hope, an ejector seat into gleaming, uncharted territory where anything goes, where all where all things are equal in our uniqueness. Each of us a vital conduct, conduit in the motherboard of spaceship Earth. Barreling through endless swatches of space with a map of the zodiac as our guide, Aquarius is ever embarking on a search for new life, new laboratories for our process, and new ways to feel free. When you pull this card, Aquarius marks a magic moment to electrify your vision and power up for radical 180. Lift yourself to a higher vantage point, either by literally traveling to a lookout point or soliciting new information and perspective that can help you shed some, some much-needed light and air on stuffy subject. You may even find that a dose of healthy detachment can infuse an overly emotional situation with a little long-range medicine. Imagine you're a systemic analyst of your own life and conduct a review of what is and isn't working. This is the moment to think bigger, picture, and far-flung futuristic, to experiment, innovate, to trust that the best answers live out there. Your journal prompt is reimagine what's happening in your life right now with a manifesto from your future self. So as I said, because <clears throat> Aquarius is pretty much has like that futuristic energy, now is the time to um, think about, you know, what you're looking to accomplish, you know, for this year. And then, you know, like use this time to, you know, like I said, manifest and say what you want and start working on it, you know, um, you know, it's just about change and as you can see, like, everything is changing, like, stock markets, all that stuff, you know, (laughs) everything is just, it's, it's all crumbling down, life as we knew it, um, it's not ever going to be how it used to be, and now is the time to move and grow along with this energy that Aquarius is giving, because surely enough, we are coming upon the age of Aquarius, I believe, where um, Pluto is going to be in Aquarius. I, I think it happens in 
what, 2023, I think, or 2024. One of the two. So, you know, right now we're in Capricorn and Pluto. But we're heading into, you know, that time. And, you know, it's things are they're happening, guys. You can't ignore it. Um, You don't have to obsess about it, but really know and learn what's going on and start preparing yourself for the new changes and everything. So I'm going to go ahead and say um, here are the eclipse calendars for 2021. So in May 26, Sagittarius, it will be a total lunar eclipse. June 10th, Gemini, an annual solar eclipse. November 19th in Taurus, partial lunar eclipse. And December 4th, Sagittarius, total solar eclipse. Um. The retrogrades for this year, and you guys may want to get out your, you know, pen and papers if you don't, you know, if you want to write this down and remember them. <clears throat> or if you don't, it's fine. <laughs> but retrogrades for 2021 for planets and dates. So for Mercury retrogrades, obviously we're in one now. So January 30th to February 20th in Aquarius. The next Mercury retrograde will be May 29th June 20 to June 22nd in Gemini. And September 27th to October 18th in Libra. All right. I will be at it right before my birthday. So, <laughs> uh, Venus retrograde happens December 19th, 2021 to January 29th, 2022 in Capricorn. Um, Jupiter, June 20th to July 28th in Pisces. And then July 28th to October 18th in Aquarius. Saturn, May 23rd to October 10th in Aquarius, Uranus, uh, January 1st to 14th in Taurus, August 19th, 2021 to January 18th, 2022 in Taurus, Neptune, June 25th to December 1st in Pisces, Pluto, um, April 27th to October 6th in Capricorn, and Chiron, July 15th to December 19th in Aries. So those are the retrogrades for all all the planets in 2021. So let's go ahead and jump. <clears throat> Excuse me. My throat is so scratchy. Into Jupiter and Aquarius and Pisces. So yes, uh, Jupiter will eventually reach Pisces, but then once it goes retrograde, it's going to go right back into Aquarius. So it says the celestial supersizer does an unusual dance in 2021 as it weaves between Aquarius and Pisces all year. So Jupiter and Aquarius date December 19th, 2020 to May 13th, 2021. Then Jupiter and Pisces, May 13th to July 28th to 2021. Uh, Jupiter and Aquarius, July 28th to December 28th in 2021. So yeah, it's going to dance there. So um, hopefully this doesn't bore you guys. If it does, let me know. Um, They're quite long. So I was just thinking that I might have to do this in a three-part series because I have to also go to the gym, guys. So it depends. Um. So I'm going to read the Jupiter and Aquarius and Pisces first, and then it's going to jump to Saturn and Aquarius. And if I can uh, get through that, I will. If not, I will do another special episode to finish it off. Anyways, 
Yeah. Okay, so let's jump in. Keep hope alive. While sober Saturn waves anchor in Aquarius, other planet forces draw our energy up to the surface. Buoyant, optimistic Jupiter spends most, most of 2021 in Aquarius, co-piloting alongside Saturn through the sign of wishes and the future. Amidst legitimate concerns about what's next for humanity, Jupiter in Aquarius throws open the shades, directing our attention to the bright side of things. Jupiter's trajectory is an unusual one in 2021. Generally, the heavenly Titan orbits through a single zodiac sign for a steady 12 to 13 month circuit. This year, however, Jupiter weaves in and out of innovative scientific Aquarius and enchanting esoteric Pisces. Jupiter already landed in the water bear's realm on December 19, 2020. So it starts 2021 in this wishful sign. From May 13th to July 28th, Jupiter spills out of the water bearer's jug and takes a splash through the fishes, the fishes seas. Pay attention. This preview tour will reveal the course we'll set sail on again at the year's end. When the red spotted planet plunges back into Pisces for two more laps, which is December 28th, 2021 to May 10th, 2022, and again from October 28th to December 20, 20th, 2022. Historically, these Jupiter cycles have brought great tech, technological and scientific advances. Ooh. Um, political revolutions and distinct achievements with flight and space travel. That's not a huge surprise considering that no limits Jupiter exposes, expands, and amplifies whatever it touches. And the final two signs of the zodiac, Aquarius and Pisces, neither the ceiling nor the G-force can hold us. So this is going to be interesting. So as we can see, you know, we have the um, vaccines that are out for COVID. Um, I'm really waiting to see what kind of um, things we come up with scientific-wise and technical-wise with that, as well as you know, the world order, because as I said earlier, it's kind of crumbling down. I would love to see a more equal, loving world order where people's aren't based on their skin, um, their sex, their gender, nothing. Like, I just hope that, you know, it can get to the point where everyone is just fucking equal. Like, it's so stupid to me to judge somebody off of a fucking chemical, like, melanin, right? Like, we're judging humans by how much melanin they have in their fucking bodies. That's all it is. Melanin is what causes pigment in the skin. So if you don't have melanin, obviously you're white. And if you do, you can be as dark as black, you know? Like, it's it's so stupid. We're all humans. We're all the same. We bleed the same. We have the same heart and vital organs, we have everything the same, and then we judge and kill each other off of a fucking pigment. It's so stupid. Or we kill and judge people by the gender they, you know, uh, relate with. Just let people live, like, please, let them live. It's not for you to judge. Anyways, I digress. (laughs) All right, so it says, do all scientific advancements truly benefit humanity? That depends on how they're used. 
while phil philosophical Jupiter towards Aquarius, global conversations around ethics are bound to arise. In 2020, scientist Jennifer Doden, born February 19th on the Aquarius Pisces cusp. Okay, somebody might, somebody probably just shut off the, <laughs> somebody probably just shut off the podcast when they heard cusp because a lot of people don't believe cusps are real. To me, I'm not judgmental, it's to each their own. Like, technically, if we're going to talk about cusps, I'm born on a cusp of um, Aquari- uh, not Aquarius, Libra, Scorpio. So uh, cusp, uh, I think, is like three days before it turns. And obviously, my birthday's on the 19th. So the cusp is the 19th to the 22nd, I believe. Um, yeah, to the 22nd of Scorpio. So, I mean, it's teach their own, like I said. Um, it, it's more... Like, I I think there could be cusps, but I feel like decadence are more accurate. Um, you have some people who say it exists, and you just have some who don't. So, it's just all to what you believe and you feel. Um, of course, a sign, a planet cannot be in two signs at once. So you're either like you know a Libra or a Scorpio. That's the reason why. Um. Some, like, I have, I, to me, I'm more of a, where I don't think, I obviously know that it's not in two signs, but I feel like the closer you are to the next sign, the more of its energy kind of spills over to you. That's what I feel sometimes, because no joke, like, I don't know, some of the shit that I think and do, especially with being, like, skeptical and, you know, not, like... You know, it, I, I just feel some of that Scorpio energy, but I also do have Scorpio and um, I have a Scorpio IC and then I also have a Scorpio Saturn. So that could also be it, too, as well as a, a Pluto um, conjunction. So, <laughs> like I said, decadence are more what I like to use. But if you believe in in cuss, that's that's all up to you. I, I, I don't judge, so, anyways, <laughs> um, won the Nobel Prize for her CRISPR, C-R-I-S-P-R, CRISPR technology, this system of gene editing described as DNA scissors allows researchers to interrupt mutations by cutting a viral genome out of a DNA strand, which in turn cables cells to naturally repair themselves. Dona imagines using CRISPR to cure diseases like sickle cell anemia and multiple sc- scoliosis but in a TED talk given in 2015 she warned of the danger of its potential misuse to win in late 2019 Chinese scientist He Jaiku was sentenced to three years in jail after using CRISPR to implant gene edited embryos into two ooh two women I never heard about that uh, while the world may not be ready for designer babies, we can ostensibly imagine a sci-fi future where parents uh, select the eye color and other features of their unborn children. Jupiter and Aquarius may expedite eugenics development for livestock and crops. This is already a hot-button issue, and activists continue to fight for genetically modified food to be labeled as GMO. You know, speaking of that, that is something that I think is dangerous to play with because I want you guys to think about this right 
first, um, before I get into that, though, I want to mention the whole designer babies. I think that is another not good type of, um, it's just not good, um, to, (laughs) because I feel like eventually you're going to have a bunch of clones running around. Like, imagine if you get pregnant and, you know, it's at that time where they have perfected that and it's a thing, you know, Imagine what kind of kids are going to probably be walking around, guys. Most likely, they're all going to be blonde. Um, or most will be blonde. Definitely, everyone will either have green or blue eyes. Um, turquoise, maybe, but definitely green and blue. Or even blue, because blue is usually the most sought after anyway. Green is just more rare. Um, and most likely all white skin, you know, or, I mean, I don't know if you can, it didn't say you can do uh skin color, so my bad, but it says eye color, and I think, I feel like um I read somewhere that you can do hair color too, but they're definitely all going to be blonde and blue-eyed, and like, how fun is that, you know what I mean, like, seriously, how fun would that be that everyone has the same fucking eye color, majority has the same fucking hair color, it, it just, there will be no uniqueness at all, like none. And it's just like, this is, to me, is what makes the world beautiful. Like, oh my God, I hope I'm not, I feel like I'm about to cry. <laughs> don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Anyways, it's just that it it hurts me when I see things like this because it's basically seeing that you know, God, the universe, source, doesn't know what he's doing when he's creating someone, you know, he, he's created, you know, people in a unique way where we all look different, and that is the beauty of this world, you guys, that is the beauty, I think it's so fucking beautiful to see different ethnic backgrounds of people, blonde and blue eyes and white skin is beautiful, onyx skin dark really dark uh dark chocolate skin and really you know jet black hair and brown eyes is beautiful yellow skin and dark hair is beautiful like all skin tones are beautiful all hair colors are beautiful all eye colors are beautiful and you guys this is what makes the world amazing because we're all different we're all different in the way we look but yet we're all the same we're all human we all are. No one is better than the other. We're all equal. And I want people to know that. Like, I, I, it, it just pains me when I see, especially young women, you know, think they're so ugly because they don't have a, a certain feature or they feel like they have to go and completely redo their whole face because they feel like they're not, they're not beautiful enough. They don't look like Sally Sue next door, who has, you know, in their mind, the perfect nose and lips, like, you guys, please, and I don't, I'm not shitting on anyone who wants uh, plastic surgery, you know, at all, if, if that's what's going to make you happy, do you, but do it for you, do it because you want to feel confident, not because you want to look like someone else, that's the thing that really is heartbreaking for me, is when someone feels like they need to look like someone else, The other thing is food. 
I want you guys to think really hard about this. Okay, genetically modified foods, right? Okay, that to me does, it doesn't sound amazing in my opinion, because think about it. Our bodies are made to just need, you know, macronutrients and micronutrients. Macronutrients, if you don't know, is protein, carbs, and fats. And micronutrients are like, you know, minerals and vitamins and all that good stuff. When you genetically modify modify food slash processed food, you've taken all the fucking nutrients out of a food. And it's just made with a bunch of shit that the body does not recognize. So I want you to think about it like this pretty much. So let me give an example. If any of you, let's say, let's say, hmm, let's say two people, person A, person B. We're going to call person A um, Serena and person B Lucy, I guess. So Serena, Serena for breakfast had eggs with spinach and some bacon. And she had, let's say, uh, a cup of fruits, like some berries, some strawberries and, you know, some blackberries and stuff. A good old whole food healthy breakfast, right? But let's say Lucy over here, Lucy had... Uh, we're going to give her a bagel, a bagel with, uh, or no, not a bagel. Let's say a muffin, a blueberry muffin with coffee. By the way, um, Serena had water with her, with her breakfast. Okay. So, um, let's give Lucy a little bit more. So she has a muffin, coffee. And what else? Let's say some fruit. Okay. She has fruit too. So who's going to be hungry first? Right? Um, even though it sounds like uh, Serena has more. A little bit. Well, not really. They have. They both have two things. One. one no, she has three. Oh my God. See, I overthink shit. I'm overanalyzing. Anyways, the point is, who's going to be hungry first? And even though Serena has more food, um, it's not going to be Serena, obviously, but it's not because she has more food. It's because for her, she ate foods that had protein, that had um, a healthy carb, which was the um, fruit and a fat and a protein, which is um, the eggs and the bacon, right? She had water as well. So her body is like, ooh, okay, this is what we got. Let's work, guys. Let's, let's break this down. Let's put it where it needs to be. Let's feed those cells, guys. Yes, right? So Serena is thriving. Lucy, on the other hand, she had a fucking muffin with um, 
with the um, berries. The berries, of course, is going to know that that's full of micronutrients, right? But the muffin, it's just a full-on carb, straight up sugar. It has no protein, and it doesn't have a fat in there. So poor Lucy, she's going to have that nice big old surge of energy, right? In the morning, she's going to be like, yeah, I'm getting shit done, right? Like a fucking Aries or something. Just going crazy, getting shit done. But let's put it two hours later, she's also going to have a huge, gigantic crash, right? I mean, she's going to feel like she needs to go to sleep. Sugar crash, right? Then she's also going to be hungry, within that two hours. Because why? She didn't get her her macronutrients. The thing is, guys, when it comes to the body, if it doesn't realize that it's like, if it's like, hey, okay, she had something, great. But, you know, I'm, I still need protein. I still need some fat. So I need, I need to make her eat so that we get those fulfilled, right? That's how you end up fucking eating all day long because you're not feeding your body what it needs. When you have a protein and a fat, because fat also is worth way more calories. And I totally turned this into a nutrition fucking, I'm sorry, but I'm just, I'm just trying to give an example of why this isn't good. It still relates, but, um, basically, um, if your body yeah, if it doesn't wreck, if it's not getting what it needs, it's gonna keep, it's gonna keep signaling you to eat, and that's why you know, especially in America, you have we have like a fucking obesity epidemic, because we're eating a whole bunch of processed shit that our body's not getting nutrition. It's still starving, you guys, because it's also causing some very nasty things to happen in the body, you know, insulin uh, resistance and all that shit. And it's just, it's not good. It's just not good. You know, and I'm not saying you have to eat perfect every single day. It's all about balance. But I can tell you this, the difference of, from my experience, um, you know, as a, a college person and everything, I survived on fucking quick food, especially in college, fucking cupcakes, um, fucking just processed food and I had gained so much fucking weight that was the beginning of when I started to kind of get sick but it wasn't bad enough because I was still like you know like moving around and I didn't get hurt yet and everything but I was definitely more slow uh slowed down a little bit and everything not feeling good and then once I um changed that like fucking I didn't feel dizzy my stomach wasn't hurting all the time I wasn't having you know, like bathroom issues, like being constipated and shit. Like I felt like I could move a fucking mountain. Like I had energy all day. I didn't have to crash at certain times and all that. Like, because my body was getting what it needs. And most of all, I was not hungry. Like when I would eat, I would only really need to eat like really three meals or almost less than that, to be honest, because I would eat really good, uh, really good meals. And then, um, you know, it'd be satisfied. So just think about that. To me, we get, we start playing with fucking food and it's all modified and shit. You're gonna have very sick and dying people like now, you know, notice that our grandparents, they didn't have issues with fucking gluten. 
gluten is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just when it's over processed, like it is now is when it becomes a problem because all the nutrients are taken out of it. So think about that for a second. Just saying. Okay, let's go ahead and, and jump back into it. Previous Jupiter in Aquarius cycles brought similar developments. After 30 embry embryos were injected with the genetic material of a third person, the first child of three parents was born in 1997. Dolly the sheep also made headlines that year as the first mammal clone from an adult, somatic cell using the process of nuclear transfer. Less than a month later, President Bill Clinton banned federal funding for human cloning research. I mean, <laughs> call me someone that's like, I don't know, boring or something, but I think that's smart in my opinion. Sorry, not sorry, because how would you know, like, imagine like someone goes and murders like 8,000 people and they're, and they're, they have your face. You know what I mean? Then you have to also worry about running from the law. No, thank you. No, thank you. I mean, all kinds of shit can go wrong with that, but who knows? Anyway, let's continue. And by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this area. Uh, it's This is the science and ethics portion of Aquarius and Jupiter and Pisces. Anyways, let's, let's continue. <laughs> Rational thought may temper our eagerness to share developments when Jupiter's, Jupiter's in Aquarius is, but when the planet moves on to boundary challenge Pisces, all bets are off. Jupiter is the ancient ruler of Pisces, which is true. Uh, Neptune, when it was found, it they made uh, Neptune its uh, modern ruler, which it say, says that anyway. Neptune is the science modern ruler, <laughs> which can drop some serious rose-colored glasses over our eyes. Fantasy may outweigh the restrictions of reality as we push developments to mark before they've been thoroughly tested. Between May 13th and July 28th, this could be the case, a cause for concern in a year where coronavirus vaccines are going through clinical trials. All right. And then when Jupiter toured Pisces in 1998, former physician Andrew Wakefield published a later discredited paper in The Lancet linking measles, mumps, and rubella, MMR, vaccinations to autism. Flaws in the study led, led to him being struck from the medical register, but the widespread fear it created was linked to a drop in MMR vaccinations and gave rise to the modern-day anti-vax movement. Public health professionals are now concerned that this same phenomenon will find people refusing COVID vaccines in 2021. You know, um, to each their own. I'm not going to talk about that. That's just to each their own. <clears throat> uh, anyways, let's continue. With a global pandemic still plunging every world nation into a public health crisis, we need Jupiter and Aquarius to scientific developments and ethical standards more than ever. In 2009 and 10, Jupiter's last sweep through Aquarius and Pisces, we were plagued by the swine flu, H1N1 pandemic, which is reported to have cost around 284,000 deaths worldwide. Issues of public misinformation, medical shortage, and concerns about the side effects of the vaccine are eerily similar to the circumstances surrounding our current COVID-19 crisis. 
We will learn from the past or repeat the lessons. Oh, it says, will we learn from the past or repeat the lessons? Okay, that's it for science and ethics. Here's power plays. Aquarius rules electricity, science, and energy. Pisces governs water and the unseen. While Jupiter orbited through these two signs between 1938 and 39, German scientist Otto Hahn discovered nuclear fission, which is used in modern nuclear power plants to heat water and produce steam, Pisces. The steam is then used to spin large turbines generating electricity, Aquarius. Fascinating. Sadly, Jupiter and Aquarius and Pisces transits have brought abuse, abuses of this power throughout history. In 1986, the Chernobyl Kern, the disaster at a Ukrainian nuclear power plant killed 31 people and rendered the area uninhabitable for 20,000 years. Wow. Radiation that spread from the preventable accident is still pegged at the case of rare forms of cancer and birth, and birth defects today. Um, I'm sorry if you guys hear that. It's pouring down rain because, to be honest, <laughs> I went to the gym so that I wouldn't feel rushed. Um, I still have other stuff to do, but I wanted to take this time to kind of relax from the gym and finish the episode uh, for you guys. But I didn't want to feel rushed because I was starting to feel like, oh, I, I need to hurry up. And I was like, why don't I just like record the first half and then do the second half after the gym, which it is. So if you hear that, my apologies, but I'm sure nature sounds don't bother many people. It actually can be soothing if you can hear it. Anyways, let's continue. Use of nuclear arms can also be traced to past Jupiter and Aquarius and Pisces phases. In, 13, oh, in 1938, Albert Einstein, a Pisces, penned a letter to U.S. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt and Aquarius explaining how the power of fission chain reactions Utilizing uranium could be used to construct extremely powerful bombs. Einstein, who believed that the German government was already busy researching this, urged the United States to follow suit. One year later, in 1939, FDR met with his unofficial advisor, Alexander Sachs, to discuss the letter. Subsequent Jupiter uh, in Aquarius slash Pisces cycles brought more developments in response to the Soviet's the U.S. engineered its first hydrogen bomb in the early 1950s. The Cuban Missile Crisis created a huge scare in 1962 when a 13-day confrontation between the United States and the Soviet Union was sparked by a Soviet ballistic missile deployment in Cuba. In 1974, India de detonated a weapon and became the sixth nation in the world to declare itself a nuclear state. On February 5th, 2021, when Jupiter will again be in, in Aquarius, the New START Treaty between the U.S. and Russia is set to expire at the writing in, in October 2020 negotiation, negotiations are underway to extend it. With the clock ticking on this nuclear arms reduction deal, um, election po politics have already complicated negotiations as we enter the new year. Iran continues to expand its nuclear program with threats from the Saudis to follow suit. Currently, nine nations have nuclear weapons. Brighton, Russia, the U.S., China, France, India, Pakistan, Israel, and North Korea. Scary as it sounds, Jupiter and fair-minded Aquarius may foster great cooperation for nations in the year ahead. Let's hope so, because that's the last thing we need. All right, so now it goes to changes in government and the ruling class. Power to the people. When outspoken Jupiter sweeps through communal Aquarius, the cry for equity gets louder. 
from social justice movements to populist pushbacks, these periods in history give voice to the underrepresented masses. Part of the reason for this, Aquarius sits directly opposite Leo on the zodiac wheel, a diametric force opposing the legal the regal lion. Mass rebellions could transform governments and transfer power. This is the stuff that I feel like is definitely we're going to see a lot of. So be prepared, guys. Be prepared. Um, the protests of 2020 were a prelude to what's likely to come in 2021. Last year, Gemini, Breonna Taylor, and Libra, George Floyd, became tragic figures of the Black Lives Matter movement and the global protest against unjust, unjust treatment of, Af- of African Americans by law enforcement. With Jupiter in anarchist <laughs> Aquarius, the growing call to defund the police may amplify, amplify in 2021. Mm. I guess I'll speak on this. Uh, I feel like there's evil everywhere. And I mean everywhere. In every human, in every race, in every kind of job. The police, unfortunately, there is some bad seeds in there. But it's just that, bad seeds right? Defunding the police, to me, is not a great idea, in my opinion. We need them. And just because we have a, 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 a lot of bad seeds that's came out to light, um, it doesn't mean that every single police officer is like that. Like, if we don't have the police and, you know, we're not funding the police, um, crime is just going to get fucking wild. Murders, everything, it's just going to go nuts because we have no, you know, no police, no laws. I mean, we have laws, but we don't have, we don't have them to help us. So I just want to, I just want you guys to think about this. And I'm not trying to persuade your, your, um, you know, thoughts and stuff, but I just, just look at it with an open mind like this. Imagine we do, uh, you know, not fund the police and let's say police, I don't know, start quitting starts, you know, they're not really doing their job anymore. Imagine you're walking down the street, man, woman, or, you know, whatever. And, um, you know, somebody just comes behind you and it starts trying to choke the fuck out of you or somebody is chasing you, you're running, you're trying to call the police, they have a fucking knife in their hand, and you're trying to call 911, and there's no one to come help you, and I mean, I'm not laughing, but I'm just saying, there's no one to come help you, imagine, you know, even though you're like, oh, that's just like, you know, uh, you know, a circumstance, don't ever think nothing can ever happen to you, because it's usually at those points where something like that can happen, and you're fucked, so I, I don't think we should be hollering all that kind of stuff, I do believe that there should be, they should be highly reprimanded when it is a hate crime, definitely, I mean, no joke about that, they definitely need more, like, way more harsher, I think, um, laws for policemen who, who do ensue hate crimes. So I'm not saying that, oh, you know, like, 
no justice and stuff like that for others and stuff. That's, that's nothing, you know, what I'm saying. I'm just saying that defunding the police is not, to me, the smartest thing to do. And as far as the movement, I think it's, it was beautiful movement, um, to get justice for Mr. Floyd, um, and, uh, Brianna, even though I don't think I've heard any, any of them really being reprimanded. I hope eventually they will. Um, I did not, I did not care for the whole looting and destroying shit. Like to me, I don't, that, that doesn't, it it just doesn't, it doesn't bode well for me. Cause I feel like, you know, I feel like people were listening more and more as, you know, like people were standing, everyone was working together. Like you saw people, like you saw all colors working together. And I like literally cried about this. This was beautiful. But once the looting and shit started happening and people destroying shit, you know, it started to, it started to become not about Floyd, you know, getting justice for Floyd anymore, or not e- not even really about black lives anymore. It just became kind of like destructive. And I always feel that if you want to make a movement, you have to do it with knowledge and understanding and compassion and, and, and let people see that. That's what draws people. Once you start fucking shit up and stuff and stealing, like what did stealing have to do about George Floyd or Black Lives? That, that's what I wondered. Like, what did that have to do with anything? If anything, that was more about yourself and you taking advantage of a movement to gain shit for yourself, right? Like, that's just my opinion. So, um, I hope if there is any more movements, you know, and obviously there was one at the beginning of 2021 that the whole thing with the Capitol, it just, like, stuff like that just, it just, it doesn't make people listen, in my opinion, sometimes. It just doesn't. But anyways, hopefully if there is some, though, it's more with you know, using knowledge and people standing together and not destroying everything. So just my two, two cents on that. But let's continue. So let's say, historically, many major uprisings and peace accords have occurred when Jupiter was in Aquarius and Pisces. In late 2020s, as Jupiter advanced toward Aquarius, tens of thousands of Thai protesters assembled on the streets of Bangkok to decry, to decry or decree uh, government abuses, risking riot police and harsh jail sentences. The student-led crowds called for the king-approved prime minister to step down, a new constitution to be drafted, and a massive reduction to the Thai monarchy's power. Will more people get down on the English crown? In 2021, Harry and Meghan's groundbreaking exit from the palace duties could continue to boost their iconic status in North America. Last year, the Duchess of Sussex spoke out on a number of Aquarian-ruled issues from Black Lives Matter to the pitfalls of social media. Eschewing class, space, privilege, the pair could pave the way for further unraveling of obsolete monarchies and questionable oligarch strongholds. In a sad synchronicity, Princess Diana died in a paparazzi-fueled car crash while Jupiter was in Aquarius in 97. The, the, Arab, the Arab Spring rocked many Middle Eastern nations while Jupiter was in Pisces in early 2010. Armed rebellions and anti-government protests sprang up first in Tunisia, then spread across five other Arab nations between 98 and 99. The Good Friday Agreement was, a gr- was signed in Ireland, bringing in 
bringing an end to much of the violence of the troubles a political conflict had been ra- uh, waging in Northern Ireland since the 1960s. During that same Jupiter and Aquarius and Pisces period, the Truth and Re- Reconciliation Commission was formed in South Africa to investigate and heal the wounds caused by apartheid, a prior Jupiter and Aquarius and, Cri- and Pisces circuit from 86 to 87, saw Mikhail Gorbachev introducing Perestroika and Glasnost to the Soviet Union. You guys, I'm so sorry. I don't know shit about this because it's before my time, to be honest. So my bad. At the time, this was a revolutionary concept that included restricting of policies and openness to express um, opinions without fear of being turned into KGB in 1987. The first Palestinian intifada erupted in response to Israeli occupation of the West Bank, a clash that went on for over five years, the People Power Revolutions restored democracy to the Philippines after a long reign by Fernandez Marcos. Under Jupiter's last Aquarian tour in January 2009, Barack Obama was inaugurated as the first African-American president of the United States. Later the year, the Tea Party move was formed by a group of fiscally conservative Republicans calling for lower taxes and decreased government spending. Central banks, which tend to thrive under Jupiter in budget-conscious Capricorn, may be challenged when the enterprising planet orbits through utopian Aquarius. On January 3rd, 2009, one week before Jupiter transited from Capricorn to Aquarius, a decentralizing currency was born, the Genesis block, the first block of Bitcoin ever mined. As we enter 2021, the pandemic-wrecked economy is widening class divisions and pushing millions more below the, po- the poverty line. Jupiter's entrance into Aquarius leaves us poised for social reform. Will governments lead the way or will people be forced to continue assembling to fight for their rights? In the U.S., many are embracing and vilifying with equal fervor progressive platforms like democratic socialism. No matter your political views, it's impossible to ignore that the world is facing unprecedented challenges around providing resources to its vulnerable populations. Little known astral fact. Jupiter is also associated with the law, legal legal disruptions, and scandalous exposures within government have occurred during prior cycles. Back in 2010, WikiLeaks released a collection of more than 250,000 American diplomatic cables laying bare bare confidential disclosures and brutally honest views of world leaders. In 98, the U.S. House of Representatives voted to impeach President Clinton. And you can't make this up, folks. The Watergate scandal, which led to Nixon's resignation, all went down while Jupiter was in Pisces in 1974. When we finally got the truth on Trump's tax returns in 2021, uncover more back-channel dealings and nefarious plot lines involving global administrations. Hang on to your Swarovski embellished mask, people, because Jaws could hit the ground. All right. So that's it for that one. Um, I'm hoping that, like I said, that everyone will be equal and that we could help our poor, you know, and stuff like that. Like, oh, it's just happening, like, so much. Like, there's, like, so many tents around here. You know, there's a man digging in the garbage. You know, there's a woman who couldn't even afford to, you know, help her sick dog and everything. And I try to give um, as much money as I can. And, you know... 
someday when I am, you know, like rich and abundant with money, I, I want to do something for these kind of people. They need help. You know, a lot of it is mental health too. So they need lots of help. And, you know, I want to, I want to do what I can for less fortunate people. It's no need to hoard money and, you know, just buy a bunch of materialistic stuff. Like let's change the world. Let's make the world a better place for people, you know? All right. So the next one is called water, water everywhere. I'm assuming this has a lot to do with Pisces. (laughs) So as galactic gambler, Jupiter rolls the dice on the Zodiac's water bear and fish, we may become more enterprising about H2O. Oh, it it actually means legit water. (laughs) Anyways, Currently, investors are looking to water as a viable commodity, much like oil or gold. It's a matter of supply and demand. Although 70% of the earth is covered in water, 97% of it is salt water, which cannot be utilized for much without treatment and processing. Pollution, rapid industrialization, the agricultural industry, the growing population, all of these contribute to even greater scarcity of clean, fresh water. United States projections predict that more than half of the world's population will live in highly water-stressed areas by 2030. Blue chip and small cap companies alike are all getting in on these liquid assets. Despite the environmental impacts of plastic water, the bottled water industry continues to grow due to increased global demand. Water-based ETFs and mutual funds are now available, which may contain stocks from water utility companies, treatment plants, and more. Will water barons become the new Rockefellers? Rumors continue to swirl about the Bush family's holdings in Paraguay, one of the four countries along with Uruguay, Argentina, and Brazil that cover the Guarani Aquifer. This freshwater reserve, which is the size of Texas and California, combined contains enough drinkable, potable H2O to sustain the world's population for 200 years. Definitely a valuable lifeline for human sustenance. Some activists view the Bush family's Paraguayan land purchase as a modern-day imperialist threat to South America's sovereignty. Meanwhile, interesting, I mean, enterprising Jupiter may pave the way for radical developments in desolation. The process of um, extracting the harmful hypersaline brines to create safe drinking water. Current iterations of the treatment tend to be both expensive and environmentally harmful. But in the past year, researchers have been refining their process. A team of engineers at Columbia University led by, I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher his name, Nagai Yin Yip created TSSE, temperature swing solvent extraction, a separation method that doesn't acquire costly high impact evaporation. We anticipate more developments from labs in 2021. Climate change is occurring. Polar ice caps are melting and global weather patterns appear to be shifting. Will rapid moving Jupiter amplify this trend while in in Aquarius and Pisces? Brain clock slowing breakthroughs or both scientists are finding evidence that the East Antarctic ice sheet, which holds 70% of the world's ice, is far far more vulnerable to melting than we previously thought. But this might not be entirely due to greenhouse gases, which appear to be the culprits behind the disappearing ice in other regions, naturally accumulating deposits of uranium released from decaying rocks and gravel trapped under the East uh, Antarctic ice sheet may be contributing to the, the cost of this phenomenon. 
It's also worth mentioning that Antarctica is a home to at least 138 newly discovered volcanoes, making this frozen continent the most volcanic of the planet. Wow, I did not know that. No doubt uh, playing a subterranean role in any long views of the continent's glacian or lack thereof. Wow. And what of electric storms arcing across our skies? Jupiter is the god of lightning, and Aquarius is an air sign. With our planet a mere 93 million miles away from the sun, it's not hard to envision some kind of electromagnetic disturbance descending upon, upon us again, hopefully one that doesn't impact our fragile lives. To wit, the largest geomagnetic storm in recorded history known as a coronal mass ejection, CME, disrupted our planet in the not-so-recent past on September 2nd, 1849. Named the, Cor- the Carrington event for British astronomer Richard, Richard Carrington, who observed and re- recorded it. The CME caused telegraph systems across the U.S. and Europe to fail, giving operation operators electric shocks. A similar CME today would create widespread power outages and blackouts with ex- extensive damage to our electrical grid. One ticket to Mars, please. We're not trying to spin up doomsday scenarios here, but admittedly the statistics are making us wonder what advancements to space travel Jupiter and cosmonaut Aquarius will bring. Uh, Certainly there will be some interesting overlaps between the air and water elements in 2021. Jupiter's last spin through Aquarius coincided with the miracle on the Hudson. When a U.S. Airways pilot skillfully navigated an emergency water landing on the Hudson River, where the plane struck a flock of Canadian geese and, su- and subsequently lost the rest of both engines. Wow. So the next one says, always be prepared. Once again, we're not trying to turn up fear, but we'd, re- we'd be remiss if we didn't make note of the storms that have occurred during cycles of Jupiter and Aquarius and Pisces. On January 12, 2010, a magnitude 7.0 earthquake had Devastating effects on the population of Haiti in April 2010. Oh my God, I'm not going to be able to <laughs> pronounce this. But I mean, Mount Ijaifiojokul erupted in Iceland, snarling air traffic in Europe for days. As of this writing, we are aware of numerous geological disturbances, many of which locate upon ancient fault zones, with Yellowstone National Park also issuing warning signs of Oh, rising magma levels. We must look to previous cycles that have coincided with calamitous, calamitous volcanoes, earthquakes, and tsunamis to be responsible dwellers of an active planet. Damn, I'm planning on, I want to go to Yellowstone, but I mean, I guess yellow, I guess. You can't live life afraid, but I also don't want to be in there if something goes wrong. While we pray for a 2021 free from weather-related issues, it never hurts to have an emergency preparedness plan in place. Stock up the pantry, obtain clean, storable water, take note of evacuation routes, understand the emergency precautions necessary for whatever risks are posed in your region. From earthquakes to tornadoes, an ounce of prevention is worth a magnitude of meteorological cure. And then this one says, and don't forget to fantasize. <laughs> Uh, what it, what it gets to, sorry, when it gets too crazy out there, we can always rely on the powers of our imagination during these Jupiter cycles with people isolated indoors due to the virus, reality stimulating digital experiences will be more in demand than ever. Where, where, where will machine learning take VR and AI technologies in 2021? 
these markets could get even hotter with venturesome Jupiter in the mix. I do believe that's going to happen, um, considering because of all this that we're still, you know, quarantined and we're still, you know, like not living life. I feel like a lot of like VR kind of stuff is is going to blow up this year for sure. So be on the lookout for that. It will not surprise me at all. Um, media savvy Jupiter's journeys through a special effect master Aquarius and cinematic Pisces have often de- uh, do- dovetailed with epic developments in the arts. In 2009, James Cameron's blockbuster Avatar brought a groundbreaking advance in 3D technology to the screens. The first DVDs were announced at the Academy Awards while Jupiter toured Aquarius in 97. That same year, Harry Potter and the, Philosopher- the Philosopher's Stone was published, the first book in the wildly popular series, which is strife rife with aquarius theme wizardry and piscean enchantment yeah if you guys didn't know uh um harry potter is definitely older than what it was in the movie because i remember uh reading that for uh my teacher read that to us in school for like story time and stuff um even the types of uh even the types of programming we consume may be guided by jupiter we could practically roll our eyes at this coincidence but here goes Titanic, which treated us to an iceberg-melting on-screen romance between Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, won Best Picture Days after Jupiter flowed into Pisces in 98. That was an amazing freaking movie, though. I cried. I love it. Me and my husband, someday, he was talking about he would love... There's, like, something where you can actually pay to visit the, uh, to see the Titanic or something, but it's, like, lots of money. He, he would love to do that. He's actually really into that movie. That's why I love him so much. Anyways... <laughs> Fantasy crept into our modern-day bedrooms that very same year with the premiere of Candace Bushnell's Sex and the City on HBO. Aquarian sexual liberation blended with the envelop-pushing emotionality of Pisces. Not to mention this foot-ruling signs fetish for Manolo Blahnik made this show instantly iconic. Escapism or empathy. In addition to shows that take us away from reality, compassionate programming could rise exponentially in this era of amplified anxiety. Prior Jupiter and Pisces cycles brought the, brought the first national broadcast of the Oprah Winfrey Show, 1986, and the soap opera General Hospital, 1963. Now for the part where some Aquarians' innovation could really come in handy, how to get to the cast together safely in the coronavirus era. While studios are still figuring it out, the ongoing pandemic could, ri- could give rise to groundbreaking broadcasts Broadcasting techniques that we've yet to imagine. Um, so that's it for the Jupiter and uh, Jupiter and Pisces and Aquarius. So the next one is Saturn and Aquarius. Restrictive, good old Saturn compared to happy, jovial Jupiter. So let's see. This one's a long chapter. I'm like I said, I might have to do this on another time because I still have things to do. Yeah, it's it's quite a long one. Um so yeah, I'm going to have to come back with this one um on a second episode. Um because it's long and I still have things to do. But here is the first episode of Aquarius and Jupiter in Pisces. And Aquarius. What what did I just say? 
Oh my God, I'm sorry. I just had a brain fart. Jupiter and Aquarius and then Pisces. <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoyed. You know, like I said, uh, these are just highlights for 2021. Please don't think like doom and gloom and stuff, but always be open and be prepared. Like it did say, like for me, I'm making sure that, you know, I, I'm just hoarding money. <laughs> like, I'm not like hoarding it like that, but I have a very strict budget because, you know, it's just not safe to be stuck without anything just in case something happens. Um, you know, so do that. Just take care of yourself. Take care of your body. Love everyone around you. Love your family. Make sure they're okay. Um, just, you know, let's just all just be grateful um, and pray and meditate, whatever you do, and hope for the best. I'm really hoping that this year is way better than 2020. Um, 2020 um, was a very, very difficult year for all of us, and double for me personally, on top of the collective. Um, I just, I just want to be able to grow. Um, I know that Life um, as I knew it is not going to be the same, and I'm okay with that. I don't want to live in the past. I'd rather find, you know, ways to still continue to be happy and, um, um, what do you call it, um, pr- and productive and everything else. So I hope you guys do that too, and I truly love you guys. Thanks for listening to me and listening to my show. Um, Please, you know, subscribe if you like, and I really enjoy that you guys like kind of listening and, you know, learning things together. That's, that's the whole point of this is I just want to learn with you guys, um, in deeper levels. Um, I think it's fun and yeah, so you guys take care and I will be back with the part two this time for Aquarius and Saturn and, um, be safe guys. Love you.